Um, I'm not a big like game person on my phone, but I fell into a trap and downloaded. If it will load. I like literally played solitaire and Yazi on my phone, and but now I have like this like the pour the colors. I've done that one. What is it? God. So what is it? What do you do? You try to match all the like all the color the same color in one tube, but you can only add a color to the existing color. So like I can't put the green on the red, and this is as full as they get. So like if I do green like light green in those two then i could put a red one there if i wanted to so mm-hmm. you can't put two but you can't put brown. two and like you have endless moves but you want to like but you can get yourself stuck yeah weird ladies <laughs> i'm on level 73 and I've wow for like a couple days i can't <laughs> stop i downloaded um oh you know what I'm about? it's uh, i have the matchington Mansion. project makeover so here's the I'm thing. on level like 1,000. They get you with these cute little videos of like Project Makeover where it's like you get to make this person over and you're like, cool, I want to play that game. Oh, yeah, like and those ads. Just a goddamn candy well. crush. That's all yeah. it is. I mean, I'm on level like 1,176. <laughs> so I mean, hello. That's it awesome. seems like the candy crush aspect also got me. Unfortunately. I, have, I have matching to mansion. I did. Okay. I was on level like 700 before mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. enough, Megan. So, no, I had to delete it for a while. Just like sometimes I take a break from Sims because I'm like, hmm, this yeah. is consuming all my thoughts. I have other things to do. Yeah. So this one's got me now. So, ooh, ooh, I'll think about you. Thanks. <laughs> I do not play games on my phone. I cannot. All I at all. Yazi's the, the one. Like if you're, you know, you're like you're at the dentist office yeah. and you're waiting. Like, yeah. I'm Just not a reader. I'm not going to read an article because like... <laughs> yeah whatever but instead i'll just you know meaninglessly play yazi not even yahtzee is yazi what we just saw no that is the water sort puzzle is the one i just told Hmm? you water sort that's this one Ah. and then (laughs) yazi is literally yahtzee but they they just Uh, okay yeah they just it's y-a-z-y gotcha they just can't Legally. You know, call it yeah yeah that or, and then i used to play solitaire like a mad woman and then Ooh, i love a solitaire like a good solitaire. and then on my throwback ipod touch Ooh. sudoku for days baby <laughs> Woo! Ooh. Mm. our age is showing <laughs> whatever do you mean I'm, I'm sorry wait are we are we our age or are we also 60 because i could be either <laughs> yes let me get my sudoku puzzle <laughs> Tis the sinister nature of Tis Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Aaron. Uh, and this is Sinister Sunrise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sinister Nature, Sinister Sunrise, Sinister Sunday. Welcome. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween season. I don't know. I was going to do a spooky song and then all of the notes just little fell out of like, my head. I was like, what spooky song shall she pull <laughs> from? <laughs> Is that Harry Potter? Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Harry Potter, I'm so sorry. Uh, I never listened to Supernatural by Ashley Flowers. And I oh, started okay. listening mm-hmm. to it and there's a whole episode on Nicholas Flamel. Oh, mm-hmm. including so like it's real. I didn't really know realize it was a real person. Like they mentioned him in the first Harry Potter movie because yep. he is apparently the person who has discovered the Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. in real life. Apparently okay, he's like, just listen to it. But okay, it's yeah. supposed to give you eternal life. So 
Good to um, maybe we may yeah. need that if we're aging at this quick. Nicholas pace. Flamel may have also been Sir Isaac Newton. It's a theory. Whoa. It's a theory. Ooh. So if he's eternal life, who else has he been? Uh, a, Sarah a count and something else. Wow. Okay, I was joking, but whoa. no, like legit, whoa. like they think he's like went into hiding and then popped back out. Like, yeah, him and his wife. Ooh, I can't remember, but it was a cute name. Yeah, I, it was or Myrtle Perinel. Oh. Whoa. I just something very different. Mm-hmm. Huh. Par- I think Chris Parnell, so I don't know. La, 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 la. Let me look. Uh, Nick Alas. <laughs> Can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Flamel, a wife. She is his wife. Uh, yeah. Perinel Flamel. <laughs> oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> okay, Julia Gulia. Absolutely <gasps> not. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, anyways, this is episode 90. 90. Yes. <sighs> Nine zero. That's a lot. It is a lot. Remember when we, back in the day, episode one? Recording in my living room with um, a rack of clothes and behind us. And I think us. it literally was just like <laughs> spooky. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you make the jokes like at this tempo. Yeah. <laughs> the volume fluctuating. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's It's my fault. It's, it's still a thing. It was a lot worse. Could you imagine? What, Wes trying to hear us and then Wes like ripping his earbuds out. It's like, my oh my God. Year. I can't help it. I'm just an excitable person. Aaron's volume is consistently the same. Oh, like the glue that she is. I'm trying. <laughs> Sarah does make jokes under her breath, but so do I. Listen. And then there's me. It's like, <laughs> like or I just get up and walk away and still talk to you while I'm over there. I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're just bringing the audience with us. So you're welcome. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah. But it's a group episode. Group. Yep. Group. group. There it is. <laughs> and uh, there it is. it's for spooky season. Yes. So, uh, I think the order needs to be uh, Sarah, me, Aaron? Question mark. Because, like, I don't know. I, I mean, we can see how it flows. You know, we're all just here for the ride with you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because today we are going to talk about a few items associated correctly or incorrectly with Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, per usual, I will start with a little background, and then Morgan and the glue will add some color. Yes. Cool. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Just like the fabulous hair color okay. that Morgan is rocking oh, right now. Oh, stop. Yes. Oh, thank you. But honey, you give us the lines so we can stay in them. Okay? When we color. Appreciation. <laughs> Appreciation. Yes. That's all we live for. Okay. So let's take a peek behind the veil of Halloween because we kind of need to. Have you ever thought about like just how weird the holiday is? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Especially after this research. I was like, what? What? Centered around wearing costumes, mm-hmm. watching scary movies, uh-huh. attempting to converse with the dead, and giving children a lot of candy. Why? What are we doing? Correct. What mm-hmm. is this? Yes. Why? Would you be surprised to know that is not how it started at all? Not at all. You know, Sarah? Uh, no. All right. I will. Shocking. That's not how it started. <laughs> I know everyone at home was like, oh, Sarah, this must be it forever. Correct. <laughs> Time changes all. God said, let there be Halloween. And then it was there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<sighs> I would love if God was the one like it was a monster match. Oh my god! Oh. And like all those little angels, a monster match. Oh my god! Yes. Just a graveyard smash. I would be so happy to watch that musical. He is actually Vincent Price. I mean, it's fine. You can only dream. So there is actually not an official record of like when Halloween celebration started Mm -hmm. because there, believe it or not, is a period before history was written. (gasps) No, Sarah. Another shocker. (laughs) I am dropping bombs today. (laughs) Boom. Can I handle this? I don't think so. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. We may explode. Um, What historians... Does someone put a spell on me? (laughs) (laughs) You've seen Anchorman, right? Or no, it's um, Bruce Almighty who puts that spell. Yes. Yes, yes. Wait, yeah. Next year I will cover a syndrome. There is actually, Aaron knows about this, where you think you're speaking words, but it's just coming out like that. You mean Mm -hmm. a stroke? No, it's oh. a real like thing that happens in your brain. Anyway, anyway, that's not here. That's not now. Yes. What is now is historians can agree that our version today is largely based on the Celtic festival of Samhain. Mm-hmm. Not spelled the way you think. I it is that word. Samhain, S A M H A I N, pronounced Samhain. Isn't that All right, annoying? So now, like, okay. How in are you, Sarah? List, Samhain. List. <laughs> Shut up. Like, do you want to go to dinner? Samhain. Hell yeah. and this is why this is why no i can't spell because then you think oh samhain like spell it how you think hello yeah i literally had to do that yeah sam samhain samhain yes i do that before too yes you can't say it how it's spelled unfortunately Mm -hmm. not that one (laughs) all right cool but this festival is held two thousand years ago pause for effect two Thousand years ago. <laughs> yes. Two thousand years later. I mean before. <laughs> yes. Prior. <laughs> so the Celts were people who lived in the Ireland area of the UK and northern France. And Samhain was a festival that marked the end of summer and the harvest. And that began and the beginning, the beginning <laughs> of the dark cold winter. It's done done. Yes. It's the most significant of their four fire festivals. Theirs was not a scam. Like, oh, nobody, yes, yes. Boom. I know what you're talking Never about. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, mm-hmm. oh. F-Y-R-E-R. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fire. Yeah. I need to have someone proofread these, I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway, this holiday took place in between the fall equinox and winter solstice. This time is also associated with human death. And I don't Ooh. think it can be under... Ooh. Oh, it's a very dark period of the year. Yeah. Because um, I did realize when doing research for this, like, life was a bit different. Because, like, in the winter now, if I still want, like, seasonal fruits that aren't in season, I can just pay a little more and get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I want, like, anything, I can pop it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. It was not the case. You had to, like, store everything up, make sure you had enough. And then you really only slaughtered animals, I think, in the winter because they kept better. Especially if you're like a peasant, you're not just killing those off anytime you need them. Mm-hmm. So you stored it up so then you could have it for the winter. Yes. Okay. The Celts had their new year starting. <laughs> yes. I'm just- <laughs> Could you feel like my cogs getting stuck? Yeah, they- <laughs> in the back. Right in it. Okay. So the Celts, they had their new year starting on November 1st. 
So with that oh, in mind, oh. yes, it makes sense that on the very last day of their year, October 31st, they celebrated Samhain. Oh. Yes. And they also thought, and some still do believe to this day, that on October 31st, that is the day when the boundary between our worlds with the living and the dead become blurred. I mean. Mm -hmm. But yeah, once I realized November 1st was like the new year, I was like, okay, now this makes so much more sense. That's why I love Halloween more than I love New Year's. I think yeah. that's like in my in my veins. It is the new year it's for my, you. Yeah. Become a new woman. Oh, I mean, this Halloween you will become a new woman. You become a mind hole. <laughs> uh, yeah so this is when the deceased ancestors could return to the earth but unfortunately not all ancestors and deceased were coming back to give like warm hugs and visit um there were a few bad apples so the celts reasoned that these individuals who had passed were responsible for causing trouble in their towns mm. and worst of all for damaging their crops couldn't be the winter rude yes mm -hmm. On the plus side, the presence of these spirits was thought to make it easier for Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. Who? Celtic priests. <laughs> Did I say Celtic like yeah. basketball? Yeah. Celtic. It's okay. Um, they're also called druids. Oh. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the Celtic uh, priests, they made predictions about the future. Mm -hmm. And again, this was a time when they didn't have, like, the news. There wasn't meteorologists to study weather weather patterns. There was no far farmer's almanac at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe something close to that. I can see them using that to make predictions as well. but like Not a formalized one. Oh, no. mm -hmm. Like, they were like, huh. Yeah. So the world... I'm going to take notes on this winter. So then maybe by, by next winter, when I'm, you know, 27 and probably am going to die, my five-year-old son can take over. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So these predictions were like super important to everyone in the town because you didn't have any other way of knowing like what's to come well, also yeah. a priest is doing it so of course you're probably like oh whatever. he's a learned yeah. man yeah there yeah. you go kind of <laughs> <laughs> i mean we say <laughs> i'm like a waitress at applebee's like are you are you enjoying your food i'll wait till you're not chewing i'll come back we're so good <laughs> I know. Tell me all about Every it. time I get a drink, Sarah's like, bum -dum -bum and I'm like, I can't handle that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very important. And what do you do when something is important and everyone's livelihood depends on it? Tis make it a holiday, my ladies. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the Druids, or Celtic priests, would build huge bonfires. Again, this is a time before streetlights and a time when wandering around the dark would be very dangerous. So they build these huge bonfires and they would sacri sacrifice animals and crops to their Celtic deities. You mean like sacrificing this dog next door? Or I'm yes. joking, I'm joking. Come little puppy. I'm joking, <laughs> I love dogs. Give me your love. That's all oh, I need. Oh, oh. <laughs> you can get that next year on iTunes at $1.29 <laughs> for Halloween music. <laughs> T-Pain may or may not be in the background. Oh, yeah, we'll do another one. <laughs> Cut it. We already know what we're yeah. doing. We don't need this podcast yeah, anymore. We're out. We're musical sensations. Making yeah. a mixtape. <laughs> Listen to my mixtape. Well, if you can hear him, I'm sorry, but he's actually part of our Halloween ambiance. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They built these huge bonfires. They were sacrificing animals and crops. And it was during these celebrations that the Celts would wear costumes, typically animal heads and skins, and they would attempt to tell each other's fortunes. What? Oh. I don't know. If past lives were real, I really hope I was there. Because how yeah. cool would that be like, yes, dear sir, 
give me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how cool. Um, so after the big celebrations were done, people would take some of the flame from the big bonfires and like Olympic style with the torch. And then, <laughs> I get, I mean, I don't know how yeah. to get a fire. And then go back to their homes and light their own hearts. And this was to protect their house because it was like the sacred fire they brought back. Oh, oh okay. 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 I think it was all supposed to be metaphor for like the sun. Like, even though it's winter, we still have some light, some heat with us. Through the mm-hmm. wind. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I see what you did there. Um, so almost done, but hear me out. I want to get to why it's called Halloween because everyone knows all Hallow's Eve, but like, what the fuck is that? Or do you, I didn't. Honey, I did research and I still don't know. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) So we have the Celts living, thriving, but around 40 AD, the Roman empire conquers Celtic territory as they do everything. I mean, they were beautiful people. I bet you they just laid their swords down and said, come. (laughs) maybe but no i think it was more slaughtery yeah, yeah a little bit yeah um it looked more like halloween than halloween does yeah mm-hmm. so this is key because romans had their own holiday to honor the dead and i'm taking a little side quest but the two they had were called for feralia and pomona which the latter was to celebrate the roman goddess of fruit and trees which would quote unquote die at the end of the summer and the symbol for pomona's was the apple which is why we do apple bobbing at Halloween. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that's a really good example of like just mixing cultures. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Yeah. I think you were like inside my brain when I did my research because like you're talking like the scientific shit and I'm ta- and I'm going to talk about the like not scientific shit. Okay, historical. Not okay, because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. I, if that's scientific, I'm sorry. I'm I meant trying. historical. Okay, got it. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> 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 um, Okay, so we're in Rome, people are cool, doing cool stuff, everything's good. At this time, conquering Rome is polytheistic, meaning they believe in many gods, which has its perks because the rule was like, yes, keep your gods, love that journey for you, but also, like, you have to take ours on and then worship our emperor because he is the shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, that's how you kind of start to see stuff meld together, because it's like, again, love that for you, but, like, listen to what you could be doing. Mm -hmm. What can I list those? Yes. (laughs) Kind of, like, put it, <laughs> yep. put it in the pot. Let's stir it, stir it, stir it. Um, but then, well, Romans have a lot of territory. Their ways of life are spreading. Because there are perks. Like, there's a lot of cool things they were doing. Mm-hmm. Not doing that today, but there are cool stuff. <laughs> but then monotheism becomes a thing. Christianity is starting to spread. And the Pope is trying to merge their religion with the others. Because, again, they've seen how it works. Like, just to brutally take over is not your first choice. Like, you're going to want to try and meld it like nicely and kind of sneakily first mm-hmm. and that doesn't work i mean get out but <laughs> so they yep so they're about so romans already had a holiday like i said to honor their dead and then they had the one with the apples so they tried to merge <laughs> the one with the they had the dead one the apple one yeah and now they're trying to mix the celt one with a little sprinkle of religious on top mm-hmm Yes, shimmer, shimmer, it was the sprinkles on top of the cupcake. Um, so Christians at the time celebrated All Saints Day and All Souls Day, but it was in May, not in November. Huh. So mm-hmm. the thought is, and I haven't talked to a pope or anything, but the thought is... I'm right here, sir. You've talked to me before. Oh, I didn't notice you got the hat on. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, they're trying to slyly replace Samhain for good. Mm-hmm. 
So All Souls Day was celebrated and it was very similar to Samhain. There was big bonfires, dressing up in costumes, but these costumes weren't animals. Instead, they were saints, angels, and devils. So again, do it, but like, make it Christian. <laughs> and then they were like, let's make it sexy. <laughs> No, I think America was yeah. the one who's like, now show some thought. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm a mouse. Get it? <laughs> At least we didn't just do it with angels and devils. It was everything. You need slooty. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't be an angel. You gotta be a sexy angel. Can't be the devil. You gotta be a sexy devil. Exactly. We could be the real devil. It might scare you a little bit. We'll come, hold on. Okay. Well, no. I did just watch um, Donnie Darko. Very slept on Halloween movie. I'm just mm-hmm. going to toss that out. But can you imagine seeing that bunny thing in a bar? No. I was watching with Andrew and I was like, mm-hmm. what would you do if you just saw this thing lurking in a bar? I've Ooh. never even seen that movie. But like, I know I've seen like pictures and like, no. I prefer the sexy angel. So yeah. keep doing all that. I'm I don't all about give a it. shit. I want to see your face. Otherwise, I don't know what's under there. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Fear of mascots. <laughs> oh, yeah. A big thank you from Sinister Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they moved that celebration to November 1st because it's very similar. They're trying to kind of just sneak in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that was the Celtic New Year. And All Saints Day in Middle English was <clears throat> All Hollow Messy, which was shortened to All Holloman, All Hollow, oh, All Hollows, and eventually. The night before All Saints Day, or another shortened version is All Halloween, became All Hallows Eve, and then shortened even more to Halloween. Because they wow. still want to do their own little, like, we hear you, Pope, that's fantastic, but, like, meet at All Hallows Eve. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a big, uh, it's a lot of, it's, when you get from A to Z, the yeah. stuff in the middle sounds really fake. Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't there, so it could be a little fake, yeah. but it, it's also like a cool like little linguistic study i guess because you start with like this one word and then you see it keep boiling down people keep being like now let's shorten it yeah, yeah. that's not cute enough mm-hmm. that's not gonna fit in a postcard debbie yeah <laughs> yeah so that is the history of halloween then it came to america um but i can cover that next year at a later time because there are like hour-long documentaries on it coming oh here. i couldn't imagine yeah um, which is cool and if you're interested let us know at sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com but um this is a little, again, the outlines. Yeah. To yeah. which can be colored. So, <laughs> and mine's like watercolors. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm ready to see what you ladies have. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I kind of broke some of the things that Sarah mentioned down and just talked more about like traditions and kind of how they yeah. came about and why. And, mm-hmm. you know, just right along. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Halloween traditions, episode 90. Dressing up. Uh, It originated in different places all around the world. The Americanized version was to be completely in disguise. The costumes really didn't have any pulp culture influence for many years. And it seemed to be, quote, a way to come together before the turning of the season. This was because it was becoming popular to have masquerades. Costumes and parties. um, Oh, excuse me. It's all I kept singing. Two oh. different faces on parade. There it is. Masquerade. Look around you. Another face behind you. you. No, no, we'll no, work no. on that one. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> what is that from? 
I did. <laughs> she looked at me and I said, I can't. It's from Phantom of the Opera. Damn, I used to never... play that on repeat. <laughs> no, I've never seen Phantom. Like at night, I didn't realize how loud it was until I got older. Like I went out to use the restroom or something. And I closed my door because I was like, we're going to sneaky. Mom doesn't even know up. Mm-hmm. And all I hear is, it's <laughs> I had to be the most annoying child. Like, I am not musically trained in the slightest. But if there is ever open auditions mm-hmm. for the Phantom of the Opera, I will do it. That's yeah. how passionate I am about it. I know you I like the movie a lot. It. I just haven't watched it. I finally just watched the original Halloween and Friday the 13th. Like, what would you think? Okay, week. different vibe, but okay. I have very different seen vibe. the original I haven't seen Friday the 13th. I liked... Friday the 13th better than Halloween. Okay. Like Halloween was like, understood it, but I, it, it kind of just like happens and then it's over. And I'm like, there's a lot. I don't like it. You know what? Life done. happens and then it's over. And I isn't know. that the scariest bit of Halloween? We connect with our dad yeah. between the veil. There was, <laughs> there was like, it was TikTok or a video or real whatever going around, Aaron but it's like, what? <laughs> it was like what you don't see in scary movies so it's like michael myers he's walking he's walking and it's like what you don't see and he's like running 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 like in backyards <laughs> jumping over whatever i love to get, it like back yeah around. Like, how the hell is he keeping uh, up with her yeah yeah please tell he's me they did there. it over like the ferris bueller stay off thing when he's like leaping over backyard fences and he just has a michael myers mask oh no oh, right. <laughs> it was its own separate thing they made up but anyway Even it was better. good yeah uh, so yeah, costumes and parties since have since have become more commercialized, mm-hmm. and you're damn fooled if I'm not falling right into it and loving <laughs> throwing a spooky themed event. Yes. So again, it was much more like of a masquerade type of event, yeah. and then it became more popularized, like you mentioned, with the angels and demons and the sexy. So I mean, love that. Yeah, love that for you. Uh, trick or treating uh, seems to be traced back to. Celtic Britain and Ireland roots from the ninth from the ninth century. Ninth century. It's been around for quite some time. <laughs> and I say seems to be traced because it pops up in several areas and cultures around the same time. So again, kind of like Sarah mentioned, it's like kind of like a mm-hmm. little uh, melting pot yes. of. I claimed it first, so it must be me. <laughs> dibs. Yeah, dibs. 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 Like a Christopher Columbus moment or something? <coughs> what? Who, me? Surprisingly, less deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yes. For a holiday celebrating death, less deaths. Yes. Um, according to history.com, quote, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other malevolent creatures, performing antics in exchange for food and drink. This custom known as mumming dates back to the Middle Ages and is thought to be a... Boop, boop, boop. And is thought... To be an antecedent of trick-or-treating. However, the term trick-or-treat wasn't really used in the USA until the 1920s. However, due to World War II and sugar rations were made, there was a huge dip in actual trick-or-treating, along with other things, which didn't spike back up until after the baby boom. Uh, today, Americans spend an estimated $2.6 billion on candy for, on Halloween. According to the National Re- uh, Retail Federation, on the day itself, uh, it has become the nation's second largest commercial holiday. Wow. Can you imagine telling a child now, like, I don't want to freak you out, but they're sugar rations, so you're not getting candy. They would burn the city down, I mean, yeah, probably. Like they're, they're, I would be with them. They'd like, be like babies mm-hmm. with torches in the street. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine. I can't. Mm-mm. Me, I'd be like, man, I really like snow cats. That sucks. 
Not like, I will pay any amount of money. Give me sugar. Yes. Give See, me Sarah's, sugar or Sarah's give me Sarah's a death. candy girl. I'm like a ice cream kind of girl. I like candy in my ice cream. Mm. I'd rather have like chips. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we do. <laughs> yes. Did you feel this? the disdain? I'd rather have a chip. <laughs> no, not bad. I didn't say it like that. You freak. I guess, yeah. you know what, would probably like... Take fives would probably come back with a vengeance because it's that sweet, salty combo. Ooh, I do love a take five because you feel both full after. It's like a snack. It's like not like a, ooh, it's a dessert. It's like, this is like almost healthy. Like this is like trail mix, <laughs> but in a candy bar form. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll count it as that. If that's not healthy, I don't want to be healthy. It, thank you. I'm huh. making a diet book, and that'll be pages one through 30. <laughs> Why a take five bar is a good meal replacement. <laughs> take five and eat a take five. Don't beat yourself up. Beat it to the beat. <laughs> Enjoy that, bitch. Enjoy it. Now I really want to make a string of TikToks, like terrible diet advice. I mean. A, always Halloween. take five. B, Halloween candy is a good choice. C, mm -hmm. ice cream. We scream. <laughs> Halloween ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> I get really crazy dreams when I eat ice cream before bed. So, like, oh. I think that maybe it would be good for all of us if we did that. And you listeners, you could have some wild dreams for us or to interpretate the same. Interpretate? Interpret. Interpret. Sherbert sure, sounds excellent. My mom says <laughs> if you eat sweets before bed, you'll have nightmares. But I don't know if that's true or a wives' tale. I've never looked into it, which I will make a mental note. Yeah, I think, yeah. well, the, and for me, like, it's only really, like, that I've noticed is ice cream. I don't know why, but my mom, too. If we eat ice cream before bed, it's, like, wild. It's not, like, really? they're not always scary, but they are yeah. very, like, jarringly weird. Mm -hmm. Like, one time my mom told me she had a dream after she ate ice cream that a bunch of lizards came out of her shower and toilet drain, and, like, she tried to, like, close the door, and they were, like, squeezing under the door and trying to get no. to it, like, giant-ass fucking lizards. No, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Right? thanks. Who would have known? Anyway, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, trick or treating. Back, back to back to me. Um, by the 1940s, the saying "quote trick or treat" streamlined into really treat only. The Kitchen.com states, "quote The candy industry was on the hunt for a fall holiday. Neighborhood parents were looking Sounds for right. an organized activity to keep the youngsters out of trouble." And here we are. Mm -hmm. However, two birds. <laughs> two birds, one candy bar. Exactly. One take five. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> However, in the 50s and 60s, we didn't receive candy, but instead, quote, nuts, coins, or toys from certain houses. And if you did get a sweet treat, it was typically a home baked good. Huh. They would scoff so hard if I was like, enjoy these cookies I baked. Their parents were like, don't go to that house. Right. But can you imagine back in the day they were like, yeah, the one thing that there probably would be a real trick in is a home-baked good. But like, yeah, yeah let's take those. Mm -hmm. Oy. For Ooh, all I bet you, it was so good, too. PSA, I know it's been said a lot, but trust me, parents, <laughs> if there is a true druggie or whatever, a pothead, whatever you want to call them, they're not giving your child their drugs. I can <laughs> yeah. guarantee you. I yep. wanted to know where you were going with this. No, like, I knew right away. They are the like, villains. <laughs> they, they're not. Like, they're just, they're not. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. I'll get off my little high horse. No. You'd know the difference immediately. <laughs> like, uh, uh, nobody's got money for that. I'm not trying to get the neighborhood high. Like, what the hell? Can you imagine how quick you get arrested as well? Bruh. Like, you're Bruh. in one house that handed out brownies. Gee, I wonder which one it is. 
Yeah, trust me, little neighborhood watch is all over it, I'm sure. No, I live in this, you can smell when someone does drugs. So if they put it in a food, I think you would still, like, as soon as you open a bag, you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, or just, like, the one thing that's wrapped in cellophane, like, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Trust me, in all of my years of trick-or-treating, like, we went through my candy together as a family just to, like, look at it. And then once it was, quote, quote, safe, my sister and I traded. Yeah. Not once did anything get taken away except for, like, spicy stuff. So, hot. Is that about <laughs> Like, See, yeah, like, like, uh, you know, stuff like the hot tamales or yeah, whatever. Stuff that was like, yeah. my dad's like, I'm not putting up with that after you eat that. <laughs> so, yeah, just sorry, let me get off my little what is it called? Um, soapbox, soapbox, thank you. Yep, it's a tall soapbox for that one, but <laughs> that's how I feel about that. So. I mean, accurate, it needs to be, said. yeah, like, just I would hope at this point people know that, but you never, you know. never know. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, another thing that was mentioned on one of the sites, again, I have all, I'll have all the sources listed, but, um, like back in the day, this may be like related to, and also like subconsciously your body wants to pack on the pounds before winter. So like eating those like sweet treats and it's like, I don't care. Cause it's like, you're literally like, yeah, in, like your old, like ancestors would like need to survive in mm -hmm. the winter. Yeah, so about fat storage. Yep. So that's how my ancestors lived. We were born to survive the winter. <laughs> Why do I'm getting married in the winter? <laughs> my ancestors my know. <laughs> I am thriving in December. <laughs> Give me some washboards. I'm ready. Oh my god. <laughs> Andrew's like, I did not know this. We oh, are done. I walk. He's gonna be like he's gonna shrivel up. I know. Be a little tiny, little stick boy. <laughs> Just kidding, Andrew. You are manly as hell. Ugh. Uh, anyways, so so I'll end the candy section with uh worst thing to get on Halloween. Floss, apples, coins, toothbrush, or raisins. Who has enough money to give away fresh fruit? Aldi man. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm saying because candy's cheaper. Did than any good or food. did you get any other like weird stuff growing up? I think I've definitely gotten an apple before or something. Yeah, I've gotten um, like raisins. I've gotten like notepads before. Someone was handing out like little notepads. Are they like Halloween mm. themed or like, uh, yeah? Okay. Oh, mm. like I've seen like little like uh, like what you'd probably expect from like a Halloween like kid party. Yeah, like. Halloween erasers and like stuff like, like that. Like I feel like yeah. that mom was like, I'm getting this shit out of my house. Yeah. Here kids, yeah. take it. Have some other mom deal with it. So uh, for me personally, mine would be raisins. Uh, they are the bane of my existence. Uh, today I was getting my hair done and I was just talking about them. And like I was eating a cinnamon roll from a place I've never had one before. And I like broke out in hives. And my mom was like, I think it's because you were talking about raisins. And I was like, <gasps> no, I think it's the cinnamon rolls. And then I don't know. I just I had like a little welt on my lip, and oh like my god, yeah, it was super weird. Whoa! So, All right, we'll know. we'll make a note on your wedding day. No not from there. Yeah, no, no racels. No racels. And no racels. And no yeah. cinnamon rolls. Remember that was no one can bring up racels. Oh, it was um, they're you know being discontinued at uh, Deerberg's. So wonder uh, why. I, oh, I, I'm getting itchy again. Just talking about it. Okay. okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I definitely want to on our um Instagram have a little this or that on the terrible things that you get on Halloween. So Ooh, yeah, that's that'd be fun. for sure. Um, we'll do this one first. Okay. So, uh, so my little, no, actually I have a couple more. Sorry guys. I thought, wow. Okay. I did more research than I thought I did. Okay. 
Um, so you mentioned it earlier, Sarah, but bobbing for apples. I'm, I'm, I think I may have done this one time ever in my whole life. Um, but I think for some, it is a Halloween tradition. Um, but where does it come from? You may ask. I'm saying COVID times, no one's going to do it anymore. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's gone forever. And I wouldn't be sad about like, what? You did it I, at parties and stuff. Like, what if you have face makeup on? Like, I've never sure. bobbed for apples before. All right, Aaron, next party, bobbing for apples. I've been at a party where it was done, but I don't think I did it. Yeah. I remember being like, I can't hold my breath. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I realize your like, whole face doesn't go in it. But. You have to have a big enough mouth and yeah. either a very shallow dish so you can touch the bottom and actually do it, or you're just, you're going in. You're, mm-hmm. you're swimming. Going in. I'm going, going in. And I'm going to go on. <laughs> That would actually really suck if you just, like, face plant in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, like, remember doing it at, like, I think my sister had, like, a Halloween party, like, when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and, like, no one could do it, and then so I, like, stuck my whole head in and, like, touched the side of it, and, just, and everyone was like, oh! And I was like, yeah. And now you're did, wet. <laughs> all myself. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like you almost need an adult mouth. Also, is the prize the apple? Now it is, but we'll get to that. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, yep. Do tell, do tell. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, MarthaStewart.com. <laughs> yes. MarthaStewart.com states. You're becoming a wife. I know. <laughs> Quote, originally, during this time period, females in Britain would bob their heads in water while attempting to bite apples named of their male suitors. Oh, oh spicy. If the apple, if the, if the female bit into the apple after one try... They and their mate were fated for love. After Ooh. the second try, the suitor would pers- would pursue the female, but their romance would eventually fade away. And if it took three times to bite into the apple, their courtship wouldn't last at all. Along the Dang. same lines of courtship, sometimes the game would be a race. The first person to bite into an apple would get married first. For even better luck, females believe that placing the bitten apple under their pillow at night would allow them to see their soulmate during their dreams. If that was true, how cool would that be? Yeah. 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 Like, it makes what? it sound a lot more fun than just yeah. bobbing for an apple. Yeah. You watered it down. <laughs> yes. Luck. Yes. Yes. Uh, I said, today it stands as a fun activity or tradition, but it may uh, have a vibe from our ancestors also regarding a harvest. So it's like yeah. new yeah. love, new harvest, all the goodies. Yeah. Um, and then pumpkins. <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> pumpkins. No, my uh, old boss at an ice cream store, we want he wanted to do these like pumpkin um flavored shakes or whatever, but he calls pumpkins pumpkins. Pumpkins. Oh. Pumpkins. Yeah, and ah. instead of an M. Like a Dunkin' Donut. A like yeah. pumpkin donut. Like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember being like, are you doing it to be funny or do you know you're saying it? Because yeah. I think some religious yeah. it's kind of sad. So. There's a pee in pumpkin. Pump. The pumpkin. Pumpernickel. Pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> Pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, while it may night, <laughs> may night have, may not have started out as an exciting tradition, nowadays pumpkins and pumpkin carving is a symbol of official spooky season. It started out because, well, pumpkins are ready for harvest around October in many parts of the world. However, in earlier times, all stemming from a legend of a cursed blacksmith named Jack, many people would carve out veggies and put a light in them, much like Jack being cursed to, quote, 
walk the earth forever with a piece of glowing coal as his only light. Jack put the chunk put the chunk in a carved cabbage root, and today he wanders in the dark with uh in the dark with it, throwing off an ethereal green light. End quote. Jack. Yeah. This legend is also said to be the reason why we call them, quote, jack-o'-lanterns, but now may serve as more of a decorative purpose or to scare away dark spirits. So the legend has it is that this guy was, like, making, he was a blacksmith and he was making deals with the devil to, like, Mm. I don't know, something to, like, save his soul or something. But when he did die, he was not, he was, he didn't have to go to hell because he made that deal with the devil, but he was so bad that they wouldn't let him into heaven. Yeah. So he was forced to walk. Ah. So. Yeah. No, he tricked the devil twice. Yeah. Because ah. I almost wrote this up before I realized you weren't doing pagan Halloween. I yes. was <laughs> like an hour Uh-oh. ago. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was this morning. Morgan's like, what all is in your portion? I was like, well, since Aaron's actually doing pagan, I'm just going to do blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I thought Aaron's not doing that. Aaron? Um, <laughs> anyway. No, that's why I was confused by the text. I was like, I thought that we talked. Wait, am I doing the right thing? We probably talked about it five times. That's fine. And I just said, throw it off the window. Nah. It's all good. But yeah. No, he tricked the devil twice. He tried to go down there and I was like, bruh, I told you, like, we agreed you're not coming down. He was like, but I'm dead. And he's like, well, it sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. yeah. Here's a piece of coal. Yeah. Good here, luck. Here's a coal and here's your cabbage root. Yeah. Good fucking <laughs> so love that journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. <laughs> And then my final little bit here. So, <clears throat> uh, did you ladies tell jokes growing up to get yes. your candy? Yes. We did. Some mm-hmm. of the mean houses made you do it in front of everybody. Well. Oh. In front of everyone. There's like a line of kids and they're like, what's your joke? Oh, like, uh, well, this. yeah. That's why I started telling jokes under my breath, I think. Like, <laughs> I remember candy. my mm-hmm. first one that, I, that my, I practiced with my dad for like a long time. The original. Oh, how do you make it? Oh, they walk up to the house. How do you make a tissue dance? I put a little bit in it. Yeah. And like, I thought I was the funniest fucking person. Anyway. But. So when's your stand-up career? <laughs> already started, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, while some people, <coughs> our editor-in-chief, thought this tradition started in St. Louis, according to an article in 2011 from NPR, quote, Joke telling on Halloween is not unique to St. Louis. Apparently, the tradition actually started in Des Moines, where it Ooh. was uh, where it began as a Depression era attempt to curb hooliganism, <clears throat> which included upending trash cans, turning on fire hydrants, and shooting out streetlights. End quote. <laughs> yeah, they got to end that hooligan. Oh, excuse me, curb that hooliganism. And people talk about millennials like we're the one ruining society. Right. I have never once turned on. Beesh, I am in my house minding my own business. Okay, be. The worst you're going to get is some TP. Chill. Mm. Anyways. Um, but it's more of an expectation now as, quote, adults in St. Louis do expect to hear a joke before they'll part with any treats. That's what I would do as well. When I'll kids, dick. Yep. when kids come to my door, yeah, damn it, I want them to tell a joke. <laughs> and that is a quote from Chad Garrison, managing editor of the Riverfront Times. There you go. Yes, I might read that. Yeah, yeah. Riverfront Times. Chad um, Garrison. and I had a couple of jokes for you. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Again, I'm stealing this from the NPR article, so don't sue me. Okay. <laughs> Why couldn't the skeleton cross the road? Because he was only bones. He didn't have any guts. Ah, damn it! I was thinking mm. no bones about it, but I was like, he's got That's, bones. Yeah, oh, he's got. 
uh, what's a vampire's favorite drink? Uh, Bloody Mary. Uh, Bloodlight. <laughs> ah, St. Louis, or they said Blood Visor. Oh, but Bloody Mary was also Wes's Wes's guess. What do you call when you mix Frosty the Snowman with a vampire? <laughs> Something ice? I don't know. Frostbite. Ah, ah, that's a good one. That's good. What do witches put on their hair? Hair webs, spray webs, Ooh. scare spray. Ah. Oh, that's a good one. And the last one. What did the vampire take when he got a cold? Oh, shoot. Hey, you do this one. Oh, I don't know. On the spot. Aaron. On the spot? Wah, ba, 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 ba. I've got the cold. Hacho. <laughs> what do I need, Aaron? What do I need? Something. I don't you know. Don't tell you. Yes, please. You need coffin drops. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You doctor, you. Yeah, so. Yeah. Doctor who? Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I have all the sources written there, but, uh, cool. Yeah. Just little traditions and maybe where they came from. If you don't tell jokes, what do you do? Do you just ask for candy? Like, you confused? Well, I think it depends. I think they're, like, well, I don't know. Obviously, I have been trick-or-treating, but I think there's a lot of times people just leave candy out now instead. Like, especially <laughs> if it's, like, I guess if they're COVID. somewhere. Or that too. Since your which, wedding is on Halloween, that's what I'm going to do this year. Because we get trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood. Yay! Yeah. I hope, and like, that's where you hope that it's like a good, like a good kid. I really liked the, the really creative things that I saw during COVID. Like people that lived in like a home with like stairs, yeah. they would like do pipes all the way down. So like they could stand on their front porch and they'd be like trick-or-treating oh, and they could drop cool. the candy down the tube. Isn't that cute? That's super cute. I thought it was really clever. I yeah. want that in my home. I know. Yeah. Like... The stairs at the bottom, like, give me them M&M's, beast. Yes. I already put a gumdoll machine in my living room. No, you did not. Oh, yeah, they're not cool. gumballs. It's peanut M&M's. I was going to say, is it Skittles? Ooh. Okay. But I'll be bigger. It's like peanut M&M's. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, this will be my first Halloween in this house. So I'm Ooh, excited. Oh, yes. yeah. I think we're just going to have, like, a bonfire. And then if any kids come by, then we have some candy. Any so. sacrifices in the bonfire? Those dogs? Shh. Shh. <laughs> right. Oh, ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut him. I'm so sorry. It's actually Zach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I said it's actually Zach, which he texted oh. me earlier, by the way. He was like, do I get a birthday shout out? And I'm like, you would be so lucky because this comes out on his birthday. So happy oh. birthday, Zach. What if we sacrifice the birthday shout out? <laughs> <clears throat> Ouch. Happy yep. birthday. Happy birthday. I'm glad you chose that tune because I think the actual happy birthday tune is copyrighted. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Eight. Or happy, happy birthday from all, all of us, us to you. you. We happy, wish it was our birthday. So mm-hmm. we party. Yeah. <laughs> Even though when it's your birthday, you normally have a party where everyone else is partying. But it's really sad because most restaurants sing that song. And it's like, yeah, I bet you do. Because they're like, I hate my life. Yeah. Probably they're like, I wish I was drinking what's yeah. in that cup. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, sorry. Happy birthday, Zach. Yes. yes. Happy birthday. All right. So... I'm going to talk about a holiday that gets um, confused with Halloween. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. Yay! Yeah. So that's probably the most important thing to take away from my topic is it is not the Mexican version of Halloween. Yeah. It's not Halloween at all. It's not supposed to be a spooky holiday. Um, It's completely separate, completely different. Yep. 
Good so, to know. Yes. Getting some facts and some knowledge with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for the origins, we need to go back about like 3,000 years ago Whoa. to when the Aztecs were a notable force in Mesoamerica. The Aztecs believed that when a person passed on, their spirit traveled to... Second, no. I knew. I even tried to practice it. I can't pronounce. Chukunamitlan. Chukunamitlan. There we go. Oh, Chukunamitlan. Yeah. Seriously. I got no idea. Yeah, I may butcher some words, so I apologize. I did try to practice and look up pronunciations. Some of them weren't rated very highly, though, so who knows what I'm saying. None of us are fluent in Aztec, and if you are, get out. Yeah. Um, so this translates to the land of the dead. Every spirit's goal was to make their way to Mictlan, which would be their final resting place, oh. but it wouldn't be an easy task. Nine levels separated a spirit from reaching Mictlan, which could take like many years for that spirit to accomplish, oh. which I think that alone could have been its own other section. And I didn't go into the nine levels, but, but that's how many there we? are. That's a lot. Yes. So instead of mourning the dead, the Aztecs chose to honor their deceased loved ones with celebrations and offerings. Family members of the deceased would leave out food, water, and tools that would um, aid the soul on its journey to Mictlan. A festival was also held, which was dedicated to Mictlan. Oh, geez. Here we go. Mictlan Sihotl, the Lady of Death who they believed protected those who had passed away and also helped them in the afterlife. Okay, so she's good. Because uh, her name yeah. sounds difficult. Yeah, but apparently she helped. Mix. Yeah. Can I read it? I mean, and and like, you sure totally can it. if you want to. It's kind of in the middle right there. Mictlan Chihula. Yes. Wow. Apologize. Yeah, I'm I did so not sorry. say that. I didn't, we, we know. I hope all of our listeners know, like, we never mean this to be disrespectful. We are not experts in. We barely. Our names English. are Morgan, Sarah, and Aaron. Come on, like, come on. <laughs> yes. So if I. We care, we try, but we're not the best all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If I really mess something up, let me know. But it may happen more often in this one. Laughter. Yes. During the uh, 16th century, when the Spanish took over the Aztec Empire, indigenous celebrations honoring the dead were believed to be unholy and sacrilegious. But after adopting Catholic practices and moving the celebration to the uh, dates of November 1st, All Saints Day, and November 2nd, All Souls Day, the holiday stuck around. And that's basically kind of how Day of the Dead came to be. Okay. So the holiday begins at midnight on November 1st and then ends on November 2nd. This is when the um, entrance to the spirit world is believed to be at its thinnest Mm -hmm. and spirits are able to travel to the physical realm where they can reunite with loved ones for a celebration and a feast. We haven't seen Coco. Oh. I have not seen Coco, actually. <gasps> oh, God. Well, you have to watch no, it. No, I know it's so good. I just haven't had that time where I'm like, I really just want to bawl my eyes out. Like, I, I don't want it's to. It's actually like yeah. a really good movie, too. Yes, that's what I've heard. I watched it at the old apartment, and I was terrified. Like, um, the, the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like, when she has to call and be like, um, are you okay? Someone's complaining of, like, an old yes, woman wailing. Because yes. I was like, because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when Ugly you put it together, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's honestly it's so good. And it's not how, obviously not Halloween, no. but it is like skeletons and stuff. So it is like perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it. Mm-hmm. If you especially, I mean, I, we could be talking about this in June and I could say it's perfect time to be watching yeah. it. So mm-hmm. no time is a bad time. No. Yeah. No. 
And it seemed, from what I've heard about that movie, it has a, obviously all about Day of the Dead yeah, in yeah. there as well. And it's so like it's... actually like educational, especially for someone of like my like mental state of like school or uh, Magic School Bus blew my mind. So like mm-hmm. this was like, yeah, it's learning, but it's fun. <laughs> it's a nice dip into like the big pool of whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is on my list. I'll have to watch it. Okay. So so long. (laughs) It is very long. Uh, So November 1st, um, they refer to as El Dia de los Inocentes or Dia de los Angelitos. So it's referred to as the Day of the Children, Day of the Little Angels. So at midnight on October 31st, the spirits of children are able to visit their families for 24 hours since they're considered or expected to be like quicker on their feet. So they're the first ones to get there. First ones to go through the veil. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Shot to the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then November 2nd, Swall Souls Day. um, On November 2nd, at midnight the following day, the spirits of adults are able to visit their families and then join in on the celebration. And overall, the holiday is just a celebration of life. It teaches people to seize the day and take advantage of their time on Earth. And it also teaches how death is a natural part of life. So family members will typically make a feast of the deceased one's favorite dishes and treats that the living family members and the spirits are able to indulge in. And then around noon on November 2nd, the entire community comes together um, to celebrate with live music and dancing. And question, what is like, what are some of the things or what's one of the first things you think of when you think of like Day of the Dead? Sugar Skulls. Sugar school. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with just like the skulls. So skulls slash skeletons. Get out my head. Get out my skull. Feel, yeah. We made them in eighth grade. Oh, that's oh did you? Cool. Yeah, we like, we oh, that's like so cool. made it with sugar. Like, I, I don't know how we, we like put it in a mold. Yeah. And yeah. You can mold it. Yeah. It with like icing and stuff. Like obviously it's not for, it was not for eating. It was yeah. for sure. Like sheer decoration. But like how yeah. beautiful. It's like, in case you all don't know, like a sugar circle is not just always literal sugar yes. it's literally like they just what they call it. it's like beautifully decorated yes. mm-hmm. like bright yes. bright colors kind of like mandala patterns a little mm-hmm. bit it's mm-hmm. very glamorous yes they're very beautiful yes and just skulls in general so according to ivan roman's history.com piece thousands of years ago the aztecs displayed skulls just in different ways and for various reasons some skulls are placed near temples and what was called a skull rack these skulls were either made of stone or were the actual skulls of people who had been sacrificed to the gods. Oh my. The Aztecs believed human sacrifices kept the gods happy and kept the universe from being destroyed. And I kind of went down like a little rabbit hole <laughs> with like the Aztecs. Uh, just a few years ago in 2015, archaeologists discovered a tower of skulls in Mexico City called the Hue Zampantli, which they are, I believe they're still excavating. Holy shit. And since Whoa. their latest excavation, they have found more than 600 schools, which include not just men, but also like women and children too. Um, Mexico's oh. National Institute of Anthropology and History made a statement regarding the discovery and basically just commenting on how like obviously jarring it is for us to hear this information. Yeah. Like, wow, that's horrible. That's terrible. Um, which it probably was for many different reasons, whether it was fighting or yeah. again, sacrifices or whatever, but to the Aztecs. Um, they didn't see the structure that way to them. It was just like a symbol of life. So it's just like interesting, very interesting, right? They didn't see it as creepy. 
Exactly. Like yeah. Reception like, is key, I guess. Like what's around you, what you understand. You yeah. And especially it. like what you said, Erin, like they're literally preaching it's part of life. So it's like a, they probably were like, yeah, like what of it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sissies. Yes. Skulls and skeletons were also used a lot in Mexican art. In 1910, printer and cartoonist Jose Guadalupe Posada made a sketch of a female skeleton dressed in fancy European clothing and had like this large hat on with a bunch of like flowers on it. And he named the sketch La Calavera Katrina, the elegant skull, which would go on to be his most famous work, but not for the reason he originally intended. Here, let me see if I can show you guys the picture. How does it sound? Yeah. Feels like I should know it. Yes. No, I don't want the elegant child. The elegant skull, please. <laughs> that, I'm scared. What the, the most I know. Child. I don't know if I... Here it is. So that's his okay, print. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you might... Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, okay. when you said large hat, I was thinking tall. Yeah. I don't know. No. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hello, AC vent. My hands are very long. I was thinking tall and not wide. Yeah. No, very wide. No, yes. that's, there's a copy of that. It's on the... Uh, but the, but the, but the, there's one of it just like it on the, on the tequila that I buy my dad. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, so... Originally, well, really, the picture was meant to be this like political and social statement on how Mexicans and in this case, Mexican women were giving up their traditions and heritage for European culture. Uh, Yes. And like underneath the published sketch and whatever it was published in, he wrote, quote, those Garbanceras who today are coated with makeup will end up as deformed skulls, end quote. So, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, great. He's making a really, statement. Yeah. Big statement. But instead, La Calavera Katrina became one of the most recognized symbols of Day of the Dead. Okay. So, this doesn't look exactly like it, but it's like the same kind oh, of yeah, vibe. That's, yeah. This, I see what my, you're saying. I have that too, I think. Yeah. El, my sister gave me that. It's uh, El es- Espalon. Espalon. Oh, yeah, that's Espalon. I thought. Yeah. 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 So I haven't had. It's really good to get Is it? Cool. Yeah, I haven't had mine yet. Megan gave me stuff. To try it yeah and like you ladies had said um sugar schools very common they are made and either eaten or placed on altars during day of the dead so besides the sugar schools people may wear skull masks or have their face painted as a skull oh yeah and school dolls may also commonly be seen whether they're on altars or just you can buy them at shops whatnot also important to note, these skulls aren't, like, spooky skulls. Like, even in the tequila bottle yeah. you showed, they um, are usually wearing, like, nice clothing. Like, they're maybe, doing stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. always doing stuff. Like, yeah. maybe it's partying. Kind of like and it's like they're, like, it's just a person, but it's a skeleton. Yes. That yeah. sounds stupid, but. And more often than not, actually, the majority of time, they're always, like, smiling. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, like, laughing at death, just having fun. How cool. Yeah. Yes. I love that. It is really interesting. A, another big part of Day of the Dead are altars. Yes. Yes. And each altar signifies the four elements of life. So oh. they will have um, elements of water, earth, fire, and wind in them. So water just overall is just a typical offering found on altars. So okay. you may have some water, you may have tequila, mezcal, or pulque. Um, which is just a different type of alcohol over there as well. And then food represents the element of earth. And uh-huh. it can include so many different things. So there could be tortillas, fruit, chiles, tamales, spicy dark chocolate, and pan de muerto, which is called bread of the dead. Ooh. And it's this sweet roll, and it's shaped like a bun. 
topped with sugar. And then sometimes there might be icing on it decorated in the shape of bones. Or then like the bread itself, they'll like make it into the shape of a skull or into the oh, shape of bones too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. I, think, I think I need a snack. That sounds pretty good. I, I know, right? Hungry. Yes. Erin, is this part of your story? Did you bake us something? No, I, it probably wouldn't turn out very well. I'm right. not a baker, so Project for <laughs> just us. letting you know. Project for us. I have a, we got a ninja blender. You can make dough in it. Oh, that's That's crazy. really cool. So, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be our first project. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then I just went on to say that this dish was likely influenced by the pan de animas dish, uh, traditionally made in Spain on All Souls Day. So. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of mixing. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. And then, like I'd mentioned before, other favorite dishes that the deceased enjoyed when they were alive um, can also be made and placed on the altar as well. Makes sense. Candles um, on the altar signify the element of fire and papel picado. This, you've probably seen this too. So colorful tissue paper cut out in different day of the dead designs. Um, yeah. Like it's like, col- it's like they do different colors. Right? Yes. Like yes. 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 It kind of looks like a party banner, but it yeah. looks also like, yes. like a placemat. They're very intricate. They're yes, yeah. they're super intricate, and so this represents the element of wind, and it helps the souls find their way home. Oh, I'm gonna cry! Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. I do love that. Yeah, and they also also very common is like bright yellow. I also read orange marigolds as well. Um, these are called flor de muerto or flower of the dead. Are also commonly seen on altars and mm-hmm. are also used to help souls navigate from their grave site to their specific. Uh, offerings and altars so they can join their families in the festivities those flowers are all over the movie coco oh yeah oh yeah they're so pretty like sometimes you think it's a light and it's really a flower yeah Mm -hmm. and i read on history.com that apparently it's the scent of the marigolds that helps guide the uh, souls of loved ones home oh my god i love Mm -hmm. that okay that makes sense some families may have the cross on their altars, while some may display a picture of the Virgin Mary or the Virgin of Guadalupe, Mexico's patron saint. Hmm. Um, and along with sugar skulls, which I didn't mention, um, but you had kind of mentioned, Morgan, that some aren't like just food. Like yeah. you can eat them. They definitely are like treats. They can be made yeah. just of sugar or they're- they Sounds have, like Sarah's have a, ideal, ideal. Yeah. They may have a meal. chocolate mold too, which sounds delicious. I don't know. But yes, but others may be painted or they're decorated with feathers, foil or icing. And then usually if they are on the altars and they'll have like the name of the deceased on the skull's forehead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Many times these altars, um, they're very colorful and they are constructed in the family's home. And then this like oil cloth is laid over them before they start placing all the offerings on there. Pictures of the deceased loved ones are then placed on the oil cloth. If families are honoring a child, then the child's favorite toy or toys may be on there on display. If it is an adult, it is common to see like whatever their favorite personal items were on the altar. And then I read that pillows and blankets may also be left out to allow the soul time to rest after its long journey. Damn. What thoughtful mm-hmm. hosts they have. Down, man. Yes. Yes. And then on that day, families will like say prayers, they'll recite like poems and read like letters honoring their loved ones. And it just seems like it's a a fun time for everyone to get together as well. So they might even like make jokes or just like kind of just reminisce overall about a literal family reunion. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But like a a normal one. Yeah. (laughs) Just with dead people. It's like slightly normal. Yes. 
more normal than I've ever thought of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, altars, interestingly, have also been like used to honor the dead in other circumstances outside of the holiday. So in the 1970s, during the Chicano movement, where Mexican-Americans were fighting against discrimination, public altars were constructed and put up for display just as a way for them to celebrate their heritage and show off their culture. Okay. Altars were also made in the 1980s for those who had died during the AIDS epidemic, for people who had disappeared during the Mexican drug war, and those who were not accounted for after the 8.0 magnitude earthquake that struck Mexico City in 1985. Wow. Yeah. So the altars are a big deal. Yes. Most recently, a like pretty big, a giant altar was built and set up with offerings in 2019 in El Paso, Texas, near the Walmart where a gunman shot and killed 22 Latino people. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Um, yeah. Good that the altar, sorry. Good that the altar was built. Yeah. <laughs> just a way to I got what you meant, honor. I'm glad to clarify. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just a way to honor all those people. Yeah. Oh. Um, a day of the dead isn't only held in the family's home. They also go visit their loved one's graves. And this could be even like days before the celebration. Families will go to the gravesite to clean the area and wash the tombstone, preparing for their loved one's souls to visit the physical realm. After cleaning the gravesite, families will maybe decorate the area or even set up either a picnic or an, even just a public altar there where they will place more offerings. And then on November 2nd, food is brought to the gravesite to attract the spirit, and the whole community comes together in celebration. And they even have bands playing music to please the souls that are visiting. Oh, I need awesome. some live music for my mm-hmm. entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, so play some Beyonce. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Bring the beat in. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're still living. Calm down. Oh, my- True. <laughs> it's called being prepared, Sarah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The holiday was originally celebrated in the more like rural areas of Mexico, but by the 1980s, the big cities in the country began to celebrate the holiday more and more. And it's also just an interesting holiday overall because it has changed and it's evolved throughout the years. And it even varies from like state to state and even town to town. So not no, no one place celebrates it exactly the same. Oh, okay. So for example, in San Miguel de Allende, they hold a four-day lawn festival oh, wow. where they have an altar decorating contest. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And they celebrate the spirits of people from over a thousand years ago. So they go way down the line yeah, <laughs> of ancestors. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Christina Puga reported in an NBCnews.com article that in some parts of Mexico, some people will even spend the night in the cemetery. According to Wikipedia, in some areas, people will wear shells on their clothing so that when they move and dance, they will make noise that will wake up the dead. And in other areas, people will even dress up as the deceased. And in some larger cities, children may dress up in costumes and go door to door, even stopping people in the street, asking for a small gift of candy or money, which kind of reminds you of trick or treating, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have that trick part, which we don't really have too much anymore. But yeah. So today, Day of the Dead is celebrated by people of, Mex- of Mexican descent in the United States and basically in other countries all over the world. Um, in the U.S., some places have combined Day of the Dead customs with some pagan practices. In Tucson, Arizona, a procession is held for the dead where people wear masks and carry a sign with the deceased's name and an urn. So people can just walk up to the urn place a piece of paper with a prayer on it inside and then that all those pieces of paper will later be burned 
Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Which I never heard of. I thought no. that was really interesting. Hmm. And other places in the U.S. will also hold like a, a candlelight procession um, during the holiday. In okay. Bolivia, they celebrate Dia de las Natitas, which is Day of the Skulls. So families actually keep the skulls of their deceased because they believe that the spirit of their loved one is watching over their family and protecting them. A week after All Saints Day, families will decorate the skulls with um, things they liked, I assume. So if they were wearing sunglasses, they put sunglasses on them. They smoked, then they had cigarettes and flower crowns. And then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all can keep my skull. You know yes. what I want in it. Yeah. We got you. We got you. And then they would also place offerings of food and alcohol and whatnot. Um, and these are just made as thanks for the spirit's protection. The schools are then paraded to the cemetery in La Paz, where a mass and a special blessing is held. Did they ever, ever say to you, like, don't do anything you wouldn't want your grandma to see? Yeah. Would that not yeah, be much more there. intense? Like, don't Everyone's do anything. Everyone's holding yeah. skulls. Yeah. They're always watching. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I thought this one was interesting, too. In Guatemala, large kites are made and flown on November 1st. And this um, is believed to help the spirits find their way back to Earth. Oh, that's cute. And it like on Wikipedia, I read that some kites may even have like these like written letters or written notes for the spirit, like attached to the strings. Oh, I love yeah. that. Isn't I that so to, sweet? Yeah. I used to like write notes on balloons and send them mm-hmm. off. Yeah. yeah. It's really bad for the environment, kids. Don't do oh. that anymore, please. <laughs> and it was just good intent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In some towns in Guatemala, too, people will actually, like, repaint the cemeteries. And I guess they're all supposed to be, like, really bright and make them, like, just repaint them to make them more bright and more lively for when the spirits return. Okay. Yeah, so they're not, it's not somber, I guess, and yeah. dreary. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. And I just have a few more... Well, kind of just one more like fun fact about the holiday that I found out about that I had no idea until I started researching. All right. So I have rarely seen any of the James Bond movies, but <laughs> in uh, the 2015 James Bond movie Spectre, it featured a Day of the Dead parade, which was completely fabricated because oh. there's never been a Day of the Dead parade. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood but- fabricated something? Yeah, but then after the movie came out, it influenced Mexico City to hold the first ever Day of the Dead parade in 2016. What? Yeah. And That's crazy. It is, yeah. Double oh my gosh, wow. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, so, I'm so sorry. I, I have, I'm so, no, you so bad. <laughs> Double oh my gosh. <laughs> but still, how interesting. It's usually, you think it's like the other way around. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Maybe based on a true life. story. Now, now it is. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the article I read said, um, I guess around or over 250,000 people were in attendance. Holy to shit. It. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. The uh, parade, according to Chris Scott's CNN.com article, lasted around three to four hours and it was split into three parts. So the first part honored the pre-Columbian era when the holiday was first celebrated then the second part celebrated how um, the holiday changed during like the colonial era. And then the final part of the parade displays how the holiday is celebrated in modern times today. Okay. And also interesting was in the movie Spectre, they did have Mexican artists make like the props for that part of the movie for the day of the dead parade. So the people who were in charge of the actual parade in 2016 tasked people to like watch the movie to help kind of recreate those okay. different props and everything that they could use for 
the parades, which I thought was really interesting. That's super cool. Yeah. And then since it was held in 2016, it has become a yearly tradition. So. And then in 2017, several U.S. cities began holding Day of the Dead parades. So some of the ones in the article I read um, were Chicago, Los Angeles, San Antonio, and Fort Lauderdale all apparently have their own. Okay. Yeah. Which I can I, see that. They probably have um, like larger communities. Communities. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. But I'm like, how interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And these parades consist of very colorful floats. People are dressed in costumes and masks. And there are, I don't know if this, if they're pictures or if they're big balloons or whatever of alabrijes which are large creatures that have a mix of characteristics and these creatures are believed to reside in the realm of the dead so there's a bunch of different runs so some creatures may have like horns antlers wings and fins like all in one cool yeah Sounds like some D D. Oh, can you say that that word again uh alabrijes so a-l-e I think that's in coco too mm-hmm. uh B R I J E S. Awesome. And if you want, I can look it up too. There's a bunch. Like people make art like yeah, this too. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, there's like four. There's a couple big ones in the movie, from what I remember. I think I can't. It's been a long time since I've seen. Yeah, there's a couple like well-known ones in the movie. Yeah. yeah so this is an e- example. I think you can kind of make them however you want. Yep. It doesn't yep, have they to have, be. Yeah. They, they, yeah. It's the what was the the tiger? Yeah. The the leopard that can fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main one. Oh okay. well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they have a whole bunch of those. <laughs> well, I knew something, but I didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. That's pretty much Day of the Dead. It continues to be celebrated around the world and traditions are always changing. I did read in some articles that like some people even just in the U.S. that aren't of Mexican descent like to celebrate it too. I think it's something that you would have to do more research on so you're not, you know, appropriating anything. Exactly. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it has become something that people have been more interested in. I know when we, uh, Sarah and I went to Indianapolis, they yeah. had an exhibit of like Day of the Dead Hell altars, which yeah. was one of like, it was super cool. It was cool. Just seeing how they were like, they were all different, mm-hmm. but how they were put together. So. Yeah. I would never want to be disrespectful, but at the same time, I'm like kind of eager to like yeah. do something similar, like, yeah. but not be like, that's really cool. Yeah. It is super cool. Well, and I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but like researching this, I feel like that's Again, it's not Halloween or anything, but how we remember our, like, mm-hmm. you know, our loved ones who have passed away. Like, I think a lot of times we have changed our wording instead of, like, we're mourning them. It's a celebration of life. I hear that way more often now than... Yes. I have heard that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I love it. I'm here for yes. it. I think that's why I'm so intrigued by it. It sounds much more like, shit, I mean, y'all can mourn me a little bit, but, like party like I'm, yeah throw a party for me shit like mm-hmm. that's all Ugh. yeah fair enough because they Ugh. like one of the i i guess the things they stand by is like we won't you know we won't for if we still remember and celebrate our dead then we can't like forget about them they're not really dead yeah if we're still you know celebrating them remembering keeping them. Cool. their memory alive yeah yeah exactly awesome. yeah Ugh. and that is day of the dead not halloween but Not. still a really cool and interesting holiday. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. A totally different holiday that happens to fall around similar times. Exactly, yes. yes. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And just, I mean, honestly, think about what Sarah talked about versus like what you what you and your family may do today. It's totally different. So mm-hmm. in this respect, it's totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's its own thing. So exactly. Sure. Very cool. I'm very jealous. I think next time we need to all go to Indianapolis and look at that or go somewhere yeah. and see that that yeah. was really yeah. cool so woo, yay okay i have my 
Alabrijes. Yeah, I believe that's how you were practicing, weren't you? Alabrijes. It was that first one. Sorry, the first one was a long one, and I was like, I tripped up. I get too many letters together. It might as well just see lines because I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, uh, we are going to end this episode a little bit differently as we do have a bit of an announcement, and I decided to take on the challenge of telling all of you listeners. Yay. (laughs) Take it, Morgan. Yes, take it away. (laughs) While this is 100% not the true end to this podcast, we are officially taking a break. Um, To pat ourselves on the back here, for almost two years now, we have never taken a week off, aka not giving you beautiful listeners new content (laughs) once a week. And for those who do not know us personally, or if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, I myself am getting married at the end of this month to our editor, and Miss Sarah is getting married in December. Erin is part of both of our weddings, and while I am so honored to officiate Miss Sarah's. (laughs) So as you can hear, we have quite a busy um, next few months ahead of us. We have amazing ideas to kick off quote-unquote season two uh and can't wait to be back better than ever at the start of 2022 yeah season one ever Ever. (laughs) we will do we will still do our darn best to be as active as possible on our social media platforms so stay uh be sure to stay tuned to our facebook instagram and tiktok um all of your love and support has never been taken for granted and we wait to kick off 2022 with you so in the meantime keep sending in your topic ideas whether it be paranormal true crime or the human mind Mm -hmm. and remember until next year stay stay sinister. sinister